We are here with the first ever inaugural Noble and Rue show produced by Ball is Life. Uh, pretty awesome. First guest we got here. We got uh, Portland Trailblazers' own rookie, Nasir Little, the best NBA philosopher in the game, I've been told. What, what the streams and the waves are telling me on basketball reference. Um, how's it going, Nasir? It's going great, man. How y'all doing? Doing awesome. What's what's bubble life treating you like? Um, it's, it's smooth, man. It's been pretty smooth. Uh, after you get through those first two days of quarantine, things definitely uh, get better. You started kind of getting the swing of things, and it's pretty cool. Are they feeding y'all? Is that is that situation uh, adequate and good? Feeding well, yeah. <laughs> cool situation is perfect. Yeah, so we, we, we got rid of all the, the complainers, I think, early on with the food situation. I think that only lasted like one or two days, and then it kind of eased off. And people realized, I mean, that, that wasn't going over well, and uh, they got life pretty good in there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, the first two days, you know, when you got to do the 48-hour quarantine is when you got to eat those, those meals that were shaky. But after that, I mean, things definitely uh, got better. Well, that's good to hear, man. We either have practice one, two, five, or six. So I'll probably wake up, go get some breakfast, uh, go back to my room, may have a meeting or something like that. Uh, go to that. Um, I'm ready. Get changed at the hotel because we can't change at the gyms, and then get taped up. Go to practice. Practice for about an hour or two. Come back home and just chill, man. <laughs> that's it. How you been passing the time? Are y'all just kind of like in your own rooms and it's kind of like hotel style almost? Or like what's that vibe? Uh, I've, been, I've been hanging out with uh, one of my teammates a lot, Jalen Horde. Uh, we've just been kicking it, watching uh, watching basketball. Uh, I'll, be, I'll play 2K, um, a little bit of Fortnite, Call of Duty. So playing the game a little bit, just chilling. Or just, you know, on the phone with people, watching TV. That's really it. Are you finding like a routine or is it kind of like foreign to you still or what? Uh, I'm trying to, but the days, they just vary so much because you may have practice at one o'clock one day and then you may have practice at 6 p.m. the next day. And then we got a test for, we got COVID testing every single day and those hours change. Like it'll be at 12 and then one day it'll be at 8 p.m. So like you can't really get like a, it's kind of hard to get a routine. You got to just adjust to what the day got for you. So, uh, you know, that's, that's been the toughest part about it to me. When you say studying, uh, watching basketball, are you studying? Are you a big film guy? I mean, a lot of guys just come on the show and tell me they don't really watch a ton of basketball outside of their team and the film yeah. sessions within the team. Are you a big studier and do you watch a lot of the teams around the league play on a nightly basis? Yeah, I watch, I watch everybody. And outside of that, I like to watch, uh, WNBA too. So just watching all different types of basketball and watching all different types of players, like uh, seeing how, you know, especially the great players in the league, seeing how they do what they do. And uh, just seeing how uh, picturing myself in those kind of situations, I think really does go a long way. Cool, man. Uh, I was going to ask. So one thing I've been wondering has been on my mind with the NBA players in the bubble is it kind of seems like, more of like a high school AAU vibe just in terms of the layout. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like when you're playing in, you know, college or when you're playing in the league, whatever, 
the depth perception is so much different, right? But now y'all are kind of a little more boxed in like it used to be. And so right. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on like kind of how that's playing into, into y'all's game, into y'all's practices, if it affects you or not, all of that. I think it, I think it allows you to shoot better because like, like you said, that depth perception and there's no like fans behind the backboard doing all that crazy stuff. And like, it's no huge arena, like where you can't really see the rim. You just got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a black background. Um, they got the screens behind there, which is a little bit weird, but I mean, compared <laughs> to the arenas, it's way easier to shoot. It's way easier to lock in on the rim. And all uh, right, be, yeah. Be real here. Now are compl players complaining about all that fake shit. Like, is it annoying? Do we need to get rid of that? Yeah, some players been complaining. Definitely. <laughs> like, it's just weird because it, it's the way it is, it's like a little bit delayed. And like, it's just, I mean, honestly, I don't, I, I don't feel like it, like they trying to imitate the energy, but I don't feel like it, it, it really helps. does anything. It's just kind of like, all right, you know, it's fake. I mean, I mean, I can't blame them for trying to figure something out, man. They they really – I think they did a great job how they got this all set up. So, they're just trying to get all the pieces put together. But, uh, I mean, I don't really care either way. It don't really – it don't really affect me one way or the other. Yo, to that end, um, one thing that I've been looking forward to is the ability to hopefully hear you guys on the court. You know, I think a big part of the game is when you're talking and communicating. Yeah, I don't know if y'all want to hear that. <laughs> No, no, I've I been bitching be, about that. I've been really, like, I've been really angry because I, I thought we were gonna get really good sound quality and get to hear the jab going and these guys going at it. You know, I thought we were gonna hear some actual. I think they purposely try to filter because, yeah, the NBA courts, man, it's it's terrible, man. <laughs> Seriously, I could imagine. Like, I thought they were gonna have to do like a PG and a rated R version, like ESPN and ESPN2 style. For real, man. Well, like, uh. Yo, even beyond that, um, do you think maybe that it's going to help some teams, maybe y'all, uh, just in terms of communicating, being able to hear each other, like call out screens, whatever it is on defense? Um, I think, I mean, I don't know how much it would help. I think, uh, you know, you get accustomed to like being able to talk you know, even with fans. Um, but I do think that it will it will prevent, like, less uh, miscommunication, you know, because there will be times in the game where you just don't hear somebody. And I think, like, here, it's so quiet in there, you're going to hear somebody every time. But on the, uh, on, the, on the back end of that, other teams can hear you too. So, like, you know, we'll have situations where we have, they shoot a free throw and Dan can come up to me and be like, yo, Nas, we doing X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? We can't do that. We gotta like, we gotta really go huddle up and whisper to each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's also that aspect of it too, with the quietness. Because the other team can hear you basically at all times yeah. as well. You're saying? Yeah, and trash talk. There's no drowning out. Like somebody talking to you, you gonna have to. Either, they, you gotta confront it straight up. You can't act like you ain't hear them. You gotta. You know what I'm saying? So it's just depending how you built. So has there been a lot of that in these scrimmages? Are guys getting testy, like, because you can hear yeah. each other more? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Straight to your face. Like, it's just, it's me and you. It's, there's no, it's no noise, no fans. It's just me and you. So if I'm talking, you're going to hear me. If you respond, you respond. So that's how it's been going so far. 
That's awesome, man. I, I like hearing that. I just want to hear it, you know? And another, <laughs> another thing I've been noticing, though, that's kind of driven me a little nuts is the lines on the court are much smaller than normal arenas and, like, the paint, like, there's just not as much paint overall. Like, I like the aesthetics of right. looking at thick lines and more paint, but, like, have you noticed that at all? Have players talked about that aspect at all? Uh, nah. I mean, actually, like, I was watching the game yesterday, and I noticed they had, like, um, a whole bunch of, like, logos on their court. But besides that, like, I didn't really pay attention to it. Because you're talking about, like, along the baselines and sidelines, right. like, all that type of stuff. Yeah, I haven't heard, like, much talk about that. Because that court is, is plain. Like, the paint, I don't think, is colored at all. Like, it's just... Right. You know, it's just all the same color. Um, so it's, I mean, but we, we just kind of focus in on hooping, really. So it is what it is on that part. Yeah, so Portland, you guys are three games back, I think, of Memphis. Y'all yeah. fighting for a playoff spot. What's the mentality among the team? What's your mentality? Um, you know, and just overall, like, how are y'all trying to get in focus and what's your goal for the bubble? Uh, for us, mentality-wise, this is this is a this is playoffs. Like this isn't seeding. Like we gotta win every single game because, you know, like you said, we're behind the eight ball a little bit. We're trying to chase Memphis, and uh, we play Memphis for our opener, so that count double. You know, what I'm saying it puts them up one and puts us behind one. So we it's a must win for us, and um, we have a pretty tough schedule. So we gotta be we gotta be ready to uh, come out here and play especially if we want a shot and uh our mentality is just to give it all we got because it's either do or die honestly we're not clinched and you know we got this shot to cause a playing tournament so it's either do or die it's gotta it's gotta be a fun mindset though it's kind of back against the wall and yeah. um, feeling like anything can happen in an environment like this is that kind of the feeling you got Zach and Nerf back I mean yeah. those are two vital roles on your team like I'm super excited just to see what you guys are fully formed uh, one unit here just I'm not thinking Zach and Nerf are ever going to be up to full speed but it's going to make a difference yeah and, and that's the thing we haven't had our full team this entire time and even right now we don't have our full team you know what I'm saying we're missing Trevor and Rodney and those are pivotal parts. So, I mean, it's like I'm still excited to see how we do with all our pieces together. You know what I'm saying? And um, like you said, having our backs against the wall, being able to prove a lot of people wrong, you know what I'm saying, and having a shot to get into the playoffs, I think would be the ultimate victory for us. It'd be wild for sure. So they just announced um, team names on the back of the jerseys. I didn't see anything about – the Blazers, I saw like a couple of the other teams and there's some good unique stuff and creative creative one-liners or phrases you can say, what have you. I mean, what are you putting on the back of yours? I got a uh, Black Lives Matter, but uh, I think our team did a good job of kind of, you know, being diverse amongst the uh, phrases we could choose from. So so we'd be able like, just with all the players on the court, we can, we're gonna get a lot of messages uh, with our with our jerseys. So, you know, when when all the controversy was happening, um, since you mentioned that there was a debate between the players between, you know, should we play, should we not, are we taking away focus? Yeah. Uh, do you think that by participating in the bubble and with everything that's going on, y'all are able to kind of both play the game, do what you want, and get the message out at the same time? 
For sure. And, you know, I'll come in the NBA for it. I mean, you could see the steps they're taking to allow their players to, to voice um, the problems that's going on. I mean, even from the messages on the back of our jerseys to painting Black Lives Matter on the court yeah. to the shirts that they've given us. Like, and you can even see it in the media. Like, you see Braun every every time out. He's going to – he's speaking on, on real stuff. And Tobias Harris constantly putting emphasis on cops that killed Breonna Taylor and Jeremy Grant and every all these guys, we all doing it. You know, we all bringing awareness to what's going on. And I think that was the whole point, you know what I'm saying, between playing and not playing – uh, by all coming here, everybody's going to be focusing on us and using our voices. And this time when the whole world's watching, I think is the most powerful thing. Definitely, man. Yeah, I'm from Houston. Uh, George Floyd, rest in peace, was from Houston. Um, and the incident happened in Minnesota. And Zach is from Minnesota. So I think it hits home in different ways for us. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I, I love how relate have, a little bit. Yeah, I love how they have Black Lives Matter painted on the court, too. I thought that was awesome. Um so really glad they did that. So uh, I was also going to ask you, since I am from Houston, uh, I am a Rockets fan. Bang, bang. Uh, and, oh, damn. <laughs> and, and so, hold up. So who, two questions. What's I got my blazer team? shorts on. I got Rip City on my. <laughs> you know what the vibe is, man. There you go. There you go. So two questions. Who do you think um, – individually is one of the toughest players to face. I'm hinting at James Harden, but, you know, whoever you think. I already knew he was. Why would you, <laughs> why would you put that in that you being a Houston fan? Or, or whoever, you know, you have faced individually. And second, what team um, scares you the most right now? Or do no, do no teams scare you? Uh, I mean, I'm going to give you the answer you want as much as I, as reluctant as I am. I ain't going to lie to you. James Harden was the worst or the toughest matchup for me as a rookie. Yes. Um, between his ability to draw fouls and his skill set and strength and quickness, it's like, I mean, you kind of at his mercy. And, you know, damn near every shot is, you know, either miss or make. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to be able to get his shot off whenever he wants to. And uh, at that point, it's either you make it or miss it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to just live with those results. Um, in regards to team scaring us, I mean, no team, no team scares us. I mean, we, at this level, everybody – is an elite player and uh, it's elite on elite. So at any given point, anybody can be anybody. So that's how, I mean, that's why like in, in these types of situations, there's no like, there's no fear, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's the best against the best. So you just got, as long as you, it's all, it all comes down to who executes, you know what I'm saying? Who plays hard to execute what they got to, that's the team that's going to win it. Talent ain't got nothing to do with it. It's fair. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say specifically for Portland, like if y'all get in as the eight seed, you're going to be facing the Lakers. And so, you know, y'all have Dame and CJ, uh, Avery Bradley and Rondo are out. So, like, anything could happen, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, we played uh, the Lakers, you know, after Kobe's passing, and that was a hard game for us. But um, you can even see that game. That was one of our – that was one of our best games of the year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we all came out there hooping, man, and – uh, we got that win, and, you know, we have Dame. And I th honestly, man, I feel like with Dame, he's the type of player that can just make stuff happen, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't count you can't count a guy like that out of anything. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those greats. So, I Like mean, I we, said, man, yeah. I'm from Houston. Trust me, Dame, Dame, Dame broke my heart, <laughs> whatever, six years ago. I'll never forget that yeah. Dame. <laughs> Dame <laughs> 
Chandler Parsons put us up with like less than a second. I was like, it's over. We're going back to Houston for seven. Coming back three <laughs> one. Wow, killed it. So tough, man. <laughs> Do you have a senior player, a vet that's kind of taking you under their wing at all? Um, I, I think I've learned from everybody, man. Um, it's kind of okay. hard to choose one guy. I feel like it's taking you up under their wing. Um, I think I, I think I do a good job of using my resources. You know what I'm saying? I talk to I talk to all of those guys, man. Uh, I think Melo, I mean, for me, uh, we're more similar positions. So I guess to regards to like basketball, like he's kind of giving me the most, um, you know, ideologies on like what to see on the court. But in regards to just how to approach the game, I, I talk to Dame, CJ, Melo, Hassan, all those guys, man. They all got so much uh, valuable knowledge about the game. And I think I can, Learn from all of them. That's amazing. Yeah, you got a great group there for sure. I mean, wide <laughs> wide range of players and skill sets. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Damon CJ are as intelligent as they get in my estimation. I mean, yeah. from an IQ standpoint. So, uh, I guess philosophy wise, is this a real thing? Like, do you look at yourself as a philosopher? I came up with that because of basketball reference. It says philosopher Nas. Like, is that real, or what are we talking about here, nickname-wise? Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where I can't really – I didn't coin it myself. <laughs> I mean, it was given to me, man. Like, it, It's real. Okay, let's yeah, let's go. How'd you get it? No, man. Like, I just – you know, I'm a smart kid, man. So – and, like, this the way I, my outlook on things is something that a lot of people look up to. Uh, the way in which I conduct myself, the way in which I answer things and – certain things and stuff like that. They just they like my, you know, philosophical ideologies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think it really came because in college I took a philosophy class and I was just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They just liked what I had to say. In my papers, I would say some nice stuff. So, you know, they just kind of rolled with it. And, uh, you know, that's what that's what basketball reference use, man. I don't know why they use that. They could have used Nas, <laughs> Nazi. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that that is a real that is a real nickname though. Who gave it to you? Uh, the first person I remember calling it call me that was I think Kobe White, either Kobe okay. White or Brandon Robinson, my two teammates out of Carolina. Very good, good yeah. stuff. So and I also see Silent Assassin. Yeah, yeah. advertise as I I can see that. I mean, I see that within your game. I just don't have to really explain that, but. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. Uh, so philosophy wise, I mean, how did Roy Williams prepare you for the league? Let's rewind back a little bit. I mean, what did he do to make you ready to be one and done? What I was mean, that like? for me personally, I feel like, I mean, honestly, I don't think he, he did much to where it was the point where like I was either going to make it or not. I mean, I think that he kind of put me in a position where I had to for the first time, learn how to deal when things wasn't going my way. Um, and I think that that's important to learn in college because I think it makes that adjustment to the NBA easier. You know what I'm saying? Because I think if you go from getting having your way in high school, then college, then uh, going to the NBA and things kind of you not playing a lot, I think that can really, that really cause guys to go the wrong way. But me, I got that preparation earlier so my transition to the league was a little bit uh I ain't gonna say easier but a little bit smoother you know what I'm saying than what it could have been 
definitely. Now it seems it seems like you're a patient dude, and you understand there's a process to this, and it plays out. And um, where where you're drafted, I think you're getting about the the right opportunity. And I mean, I personally think you deserve more for the team you're on, and like what you can bring to the table. I think defensively, the team could use you absolutely. Um, and I just think you, you do deserve more, but at the same time, that, that's got to be earned. I mean, what, what did Terry Stotts tell you when you first came in, and uh, what, what does he expect out of UNC and you? And, I mean, because you kind of had an up-and-down season playing time-wise. I mean, how, how do you get to that next level from where he's, where he's telling you right now? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's just kind of like paying your dues, man. Like, I mean, and with all the injuries we had this year, I was playing way more than I was expected to play. So they kind of had to throw me in the fire at times. But I think it kind of gave me that experience that I think is going to kind of help me, especially in year two, uh, take that next step forward. I mean, defensively, you know, I'm getting better on that front, just understanding the um, awareness of it, you know, the intelligence on that side of the floor. And I think uh, offensively getting more comfortable. Uh, my three-point shooting has improved a lot, especially since this quarantine. So I think with those combinations, I think that's the uh, – that's I'm, I could be a key player for this team. You know what I'm saying? I'm efficient in the role I got. You know what I'm saying? I don't need the ball in my hands all, at all times to be effective, especially with guys like Dame and CJ. So I think that I could be a key piece to this team. To that end, uh, I think we were told that you put up 11,000 shots in the Trailblazers training facility. Yeah, that was just at the, their facility, though. But, yeah. Yeah, so are you trying to put a focus, given, like, the way that the game and the direction the game is going, um, are you trying to become, like, a quintessential, like, 3 and D? Or, like, what's your focus? Yeah, man, like, um, you know, I think for me personally, like, like you said, I think on this team, a 3 and D guy is, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a good, solid role player that I think they need, like, between Dame, Melo, and CJ, you know, those guys are going to carry a lot of the ISO offensive load. But if you have a guy that can hit shots, hit open shots, and play defense, I mean, that's that's important. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming off the bench in that second unit, man. But for me, it was just not necessarily just focus on being 3 and D, but just kind of expanding my game. Like, I know I can finish in the paint. You know what I'm saying? I know I can do that. I know I can play defense. I know I'm athletic. So it's kind of just trying to expand it become more versatile, uh, being able to do both because I think the more successful you are with hitting shots and finishing, they, they can't really, uh, you know, pinpoint exactly what you're going to do at any given point. So I think having all those aspects to your game make you a more uh, dangerous player. Tough yeah, as, as they say, the deeper the bag, right? The deeper the bag goes. Bag, man. You know what I'm saying? The more you can do. So uh, in, in that regard, like, if we're talking about not your little – three, four years from now, what do you want people to be talking about? Like, who do you think is an adequate comparison for who you want to become? Mm, three, four Realistically, years. like, we all want to drop 100 like Will or, you know, yeah. BMJ, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think. Because, um. I mean, the, op the opportunity is there, man. I really feel like when they drafted you, like, it made so much sense because they've, the last five years or so the Blazers have needed yeah. a guy who can play. I mean, that two or three guy, I mean, yeah, I, I think, D up I think some of the best defenders in the league. My teammates, uh, to, when they talk to me, they, I hear a lot of Kawhi um, in regards to my game. Um, so 
I mean, that, I think that's some great comparison, man. Just defender, hard-nosed guy that, you know what I'm saying, improved his skill set over the course of his career. Um, I kind of see that trajectory in myself. Um, I like that. I like uh, that. That's a good comparison, man. The coaches, they like to compare me to uh, Gerald Wallace because I be playing hard and, you know what I'm saying, running around, diving for the ball, trying to block shots, offensive rebound, all Fair. that so, you know, those two – and those are, you know, all-stars, man, guys that have made a lot of money in their career. So, those are comparisons I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really excited to have. Um, I, so, I, yeah. I love it. Those are, those are lofty and those are good ones for sure, man. I mean, at the same time, all it is is improving year after year. And, I mean, the opportunity comes with improvement. I mean, putting up 11,000 shots when nobody's watching, I mean, that's the first step. I mean. Exactly, man. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's a testament just how much you want, how much you want it, man. It's not going to just, I mean, you can't just wait for it to fall into your lap. You know what I'm saying? At some point you got to go get it. Um, you know, you don't know, you may not know when the opportunity is going to come, but you know, I'm confident that when it does come, I'm going to be ready for it, man. Cause I know that I put the time in so I can live with the results either way. Oh yeah. Very good. So as we wrap up here, I mean, what do you like to do outside of hooping? I mean, what, what's, What's Nasir Little all about? I mean, I know you play video games, it sounds like, at the bubble. But, I mean, do you get into any of those reindeer games, I like to call them? I mean, <laughs> cornhole, pool, uh, throwing darts. I mean, you golfing with anybody, fishing. What, I mean, what do you do in your free time? So, the bubble life, man, we – I mean, they got all those amenities for us, man. I, don't, I ain't really into all that, man. I don't do the cornhole. Uh, I'll play a little bit of ping pong here and there. I'm solid. Not elite, but I'm solid. Uh, okay. I get down a, with ping pong. Yeah, yeah. We had a bowling night the other day. I'm, not, I'm a solid. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not terrible, but I'm not that good. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's it. You know, I went on the boat. I went on the boat one time. Got some sun. So I've just been doing little things. But for the most part, man, I just be chilling in my room, man, playing the game. I'm trying to get myself to start reading books, but I still got PTSD from college. <laughs> hey, any true philosopher is well-educated and learns about a lot of different things and reads a lot of shit, so you better get going, man. My philosophy comes from inside, man. I just kind of... There we go. There we go. And I reflect. Yo. I create my own ideology sometimes, man. Such as? Such as, I mean, it, it can range, man, you know, just my outlook on some things, man. Like, it just depends, bro. You know, people come to me, ask me, like, yo, what do you think about this? And I just. Well, what's something you're passionate about? Something I'm passionate what's, about? What's, what's the last deep subject subject you've gotten into here? Let's, let's hear it. Last deep subject? Hmm. So me and my teammate, Jalen, we talk about deep stuff all the time. And uh, I think he was, I think he was talking to me about, um, so the last deep subject I had, he was talking to me about like why there's evil in the world. And I just, you know, I was just telling him, you know, my take on it. Um, because Which um, is? I just told him that nothing can exist without its opposite, man. Like, because without it, there would, it would just be that. So therefore, if there was no bad, good wouldn't exist man so and because probably why he, they call it it's probably why they call it a necessary evil exactly man like because i think we were talking about um like 
missing shots. And I was like, bro, without misses, makes wouldn't exist. You know what I'm saying? It would just be what it is in its own right. So um, I think that was the last deep subject I had. And he heard that. I was like, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you need those bad games, bro. Because if you was to make every shot, you, you know what I'm saying? There would be no point in doing the sport. If every player could make every shot, you wouldn't be able to se separate the elite from from anybody. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I think without the bad, you know what I'm saying, we wouldn't be in the NBA because everybody would be here if everybody could make every shot. So yeah, you need sure. guys like me, you need guys like me that are stuck at 24 hour fitness <laughs> to shoot, you know what I mean? <laughs> no problem, uh, but man. no, I mean, to, to that end, uh, you know, the older you get, you know, I, I feel old these days, so I feel like, you know, I'm always talking to young kids, but the older you, the older you get, man, you'll look back uh, on the things that, on your downfalls, and you'll be very thankful for them because you realize that, yeah, that, that is what made me grow, you know? Sure, man. Sure. I think uh, I, you grow the most in those bad times because it causes a lot of self-reflection, so and that's where the most growth occurs, so I think that's important. And yo, I think uh, I'm Oh, keep, what's up, Zach? I said, I'm thinking this guy's getting it. I think you got an idea of what, it, what it's taken here. So I, I think you're trending forward. And I think stuff like being able to buy your mom a nice Audi and you buy your parents oh, yeah. cars and stuff like that, if that doesn't motivate you, that's awesome, man. Good for you. At 20, oh, 20 freaking years old, buying a car for your parents, that, that's making it. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big time moment for me, man. Uh, just giving back. I mean, like. I mean, and I think that, you know, the position I'm in, you know, I think it's important to kind of give back, especially to those that, you know, helped you get to where you at, uh, those that took care of you. So I think for me, doing that gesture for them when they needed it most, uh, it was important for me, man. And uh, they love it. You know, they'd be happy every day. And I'm glad every time they get in the car, they'll think of their son, you know what I'm saying? Because they've done things for me in my life where every time I've, experience what they gave me or sacrifice for me i thought of them so just want to do something nice for him man you got you got to rub your philosophy off on dame and some of his lyrics you guys gotta oh <laughs> combine me and dame <laughs> got the song me and dame got the song dropping soon man oh <laughs> oh my goodness listen <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't self-plug here but uh, uh the kid has bars so uh, i'm looking yeah. forward to that hey I promise. I promise. If uh, whenever you get a chance, you can you can scroll my Twitter and check it out. Um, I bet. I, got, I go ball to <laughs> ball with you boys. But uh, but look, I think personally, I think elite. When I think of the greats, the elites in the game of basketball, it's two things, right? On one hand, they have the skill and usually the athleticism, and then on the other hand, they have high high basketball IQ and just IQ in general. Um, yeah. and, and it sounds like you got the combination there. So I'm looking forward to seeing you grow. Um, you know, because a lot of people like me, I don't have the ability, but I have the IQ, so I'm not hooping. And then there's guys that have the ability and they're in the league, but they don't have the mindset to shape it all in and, and you know, get the most out of what they can do. It's easier to get there. I ain't going to say it's easy, but it's easier to get there. And, but, and the hard part is truly sticking and uh, leaving your mark. So I think that's where what you say comes into play. I mean, I think the talent can take you so far, but then I think you'll get to a point where you got to know how to use that talent and understand the game to even uh, to even become even more successful. So it's a great statement, man. 
Let's hear my man, sweet. Wrap this up with a quick bar or what? Uh, I ain't gonna rap for y'all. I'm just gonna have to play food. I don't, have to, I, don't no, I don't want nobody to hear to hear me. I want them to be completely surprised when they hear how I come the, out. The, the inaugural the inaugural drop. When's this happening? Uh I don't know yet, man. We still got we still got some things we get we getting in the works. Just know my verse is recorded. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's gonna drop and people are gonna think it's Nas though, so you gotta let them know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're not sure little, but there's already a little, a little Nas. I get tagged so. in Nas, Nas posts every day. I'm like, I had a DJ tag me. I'm like, bro. So, you should just put Nas on there. You should just put Nas on there and then in the <laughs> nah. bottom. Nas, that's sell records. Hey, real quick, before we wrap this, uh, I just want to ask, because since we have an actual NBA player in the bubble, uh, how do you feel? Do you feel safe in the bubble? And what were your motivations for showing up and, like, not sitting out like some people did? Yeah, uh, I feel, feel extremely safe. I mean, I think – I don't know if you guys have seen the memo or not, but we've had zero cases. Zero, baby, yeah. Since we've been here. Um, and I feel safe because of how strict all the stuff that pisses me off about it. You know what I'm saying? From guard, like we can't can't go anywhere. Uh, if you get a package on Monday, you can't get it till Wednesday because they got to clean it and disinfect it. You know what I'm saying? We got to scan the bands everywhere. You got to wear your mask everywhere. Like all that type of stuff, man. It, it's like it's kind of I don't know how anything a little over the top. Yeah, like they clean it. It's just crazy, man. Like I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how much like things could spread in this type of environment with how on top of it they are. And like I said, I commend the NBA for that um, and the way in which they went about everything. And in regards to the motivation, man, like like I said earlier, man, it, I thought it was just bigger than me, man. Just being able to use this platform to speak up on all the things that's going wrong and taking this money that I'm gonna make here and putting it back into uh, my community where I'm from to uplift those back back home, I think is was all the motivation I needed. You know what I'm saying? Especially with this virus, you know what I'm saying? I got family that can't work right now, people I gotta take care of. So, you know, that was my motivating factor uh, in regards to coming here and playing. And you're born and raised in Florida, right? I mean, Pensacola, yeah. Orlando. Yeah, for sure. Very good. So are you straightening people out that's talking trash on their ear? No. Huh? Every day, man. Every day, <laughs> every day, somebody got something to say, man. You know, so <laughs> I gotta teach Good. them because it's not their fault. They don't know no better, so I get I cut them a little bit of leeway, but you know, I'm quick to let them know what it is out here, man. Hell yeah! Well, really appreciate you coming on us here, and uh, wish you nothing but the best going forward. Definitely gonna be rooting for you, and uh, I mean, I hope that you can make up three games here and. You keep getting a bigger and bigger opportunity. So keep pushing on, doing what you're doing. Things are going to happen, and appreciate you coming on. That's certainly, my man. Thank you, guys. I'll be easy. Yeah, man, you too. Right, Take so care, buddy. Appreciate be well. It. See ya.